Turn to chapter 17 of the book of Isaiah. The judgment against Damascus, Syria. The judgment against Damascus, Syria. Uh, and verse 1 says, uh, The word concerning Damascus, Behold, Damascus is about to be removed from being a city. It will become a fallen ruin. Now, he describes that judgment down to verse 11. But at verse 12, verse 12 of chapter 17, and everyone holds to this. And by the way, if you don't have Unger's uh, Old Testament commentary, you really need it. He is outstanding in helping us identify where to fit certain chapters of the Bible and certain paragraphs. And uh, he says, as well as most other scholars, that 12 through 14, 12 through 14 is the tribulation. Is a, is, a, is a tribulation judgment. So we have a judgment against Damascus, Syria in 17, 1 to 11, but there's a change that, that clicks in, and generally, not always, but uh, probably the majority of time, where it says peoples, like in verse 12, the peoples, that's referring to the nations beyond Damascus and beyond the setting that's going on in the, uh, in the context of Isaiah. This is something that's beyond he says in verse 12, Alas, the uproar of many peoples who will roar like the roaring of the seas and the rumbling of the nations who will rush on like the rumbling of mighty waters. He pictures a great turmoil among the nations. A tremendous international turmoil. And not just around the Middle East. It's very broad in the description the nations and the peoples of the earth. They will roar. There will be a great cry. Uh, I would take this as, as Underwood as the tribulation. Verse 13, the nations will rumble on like the rumbling of many waters, the roar of, 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 of pain and, 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 and uh, turmoil. But He, God, will rebuke them and they will flee far away, and they will be chased like chaff in the mountains before the wind, or like whirling dust before the gale. At evening time, behold, there will be terror, terror. Before morning, they are no more. These nations, these peoples will be destroyed. There will be no more. Such will be the portion of those who plunder us, the Jewish people, who plunder us and the lot of those who pillage us, the Jewish people. So uh, most take that this because the central people in the tribulation, the target people will be the Jews. Remember that the target people. When the tribulation comes, they're going to be the Jews. And uh, that's this is very, very descriptive. It's more than just Syria, it's more than Babylon. It's the nations, very broad and generic. The nations, the nations, the nations. Uh, take your Bible and turn over to Jeremiah 18. Because Jeremiah 18 is a, is a warning, a good warning passage to America, if you will, to uh, uh, any nation that turns away from God. Jeremiah 18. And uh, starting at verse 7. Jeremiah 18, 7. At one moment I might speak concerning a nation or concerning a kingdom to uproot it 
to pull it down or to destroy it. Listen to that, the words of God. I may speak concerning a nation or a kingdom to uproot it, to pull it down or to destroy it. See, God is in charge of the nations. He is not passive of what's going on among the nations. And somehow we, we, we get this feeling that all things just happening, happening accidentally. It's not. It's not true at all. Uh, if the nation against which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent concerning the calamity I plan to bring on it. <coughs> or at another moment, I might speak concerning a nation or concerning a kingdom to build up or to plant it. If it was evil in my sight by not obeying my voice, then I will think better of the good with which I promised to bless it. I will think better. Uh, God holds out mercy. Mercy is real. But uh, very often the people will not turn to God. They will not turn to God. And, and the, the driving issue of, of every nation is, is spiritual. It's a spiritual issue. And uh, that's why there's so much war. is because the, the nations of the earth uh, are not listening to God. They're not turning to God. You know, we had just we had a moment, uh, just a blip of uh, of reprieve when the Reformation took took hold in Europe, uh, because God brought Christianity to Europe, and and so many nations had a moment of blessing and peace, and then it didn't last long. The nations turned away from God very quickly from the Reformation. But guess what? The, the Reformation was imported to England and imported to America. And uh, this nation, uh, it, it, it sustained in America more than in any other place. England would be a close follow-up. The Reformation sustained longer in England and America than any other place. But then it, it died quickly in England. At least it died slowly, put it that way. The, the Reformation died slowly in England but again, in one of my books, in fact, my latest book, I talk about the fact that you cannot talk about America unless you talk about John Calvin, his institutes, and you talk about the Reformation. You do not understand America. The Puritans came here as Calvinists. They came here uh, holding on to uh, his institutes. And the freedoms that a nation can have, the blessings a nation can have, if it, if it, if it, if it holds on to God, uh, so, so Calvinism affected America. Calvinism made America. You cannot understand America unless you understand the Reformation and you understand Calvinism. Uh, that's what made this, this nation. And uh, it sustained longer here than any other place because of the freedoms we had. And those freedoms were developed by Calvinism and they lasted longer than in any other nation on earth. And that's why America's been so blessed. Now guess what? It's, it's gone. Its influence is gone. And with the death of that influence, then America is a whole different thing. Lacey and I just gag. We can't watch the news at night. We can't watch a documentary without seeing the commercials. And it is getting worse. And it is getting worse. And I say this every week, but it's getting worse every week. Uh, we are turning rapidly. Uh, I, we noticed that more and more programs, something like a uh, program on uh, uh, on detectives or murder stories, documentaries. They're pushing the envelope. They're saying more and more. Uh, you know, uh, uh, viewers beware. And they're getting raunchier and raunchier and they're getting more and more violent. They're testing how much can the American people take? How much can we take? 
And so they're, they're pushing us as what we will watch and what we won't watch. And this is all coming from Hollywood. And it's driven by Satan. He is the God of this culture. When the Bible says He's the God of this world, it doesn't mean, does not mean that Satan is the God of the North Pole and South Pole. He's the God of the culture. He controls the culture, the cultures of the world. And what keeps the cultures in place is Christianity. You remove Christianity, the cultures, and their evil will explode. And that's what's going on. That's what's taking place. Any other quick questions? We have about five minutes that you might want to ask about uh, Isaiah or anything else that you want to bring up. Yes, huh? No, Dave? no question. Just a comment we were talking earlier about the sovereignty of God and, and things happening. Uh, there in Jeremiah 18, uh, where he was just reading from, read verse 11. Okay, Jeremiah 18, 11. So now speak to the men of Judah and against the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am fashioning calamity against you and devising a plan against you. O turn back each of you from his evil way and reform your ways and your deeds. But they will say, look at 12, It's hopeless. We are going to follow our own plans. Look at that. Thank you, Dave. Our own plans. And each of us will act according to the stubbornness of his evil heart. Goodness gracious. Look at that. That is awesome. Talking about uh, evil just just exploding and, and people being honest. Well, this is honesty. <laughs> this is telling the way it is. Yes, Lacey? Yeah, Esther? This is like he's talking to America right there. Absolutely. The, these verses are so applicable to what we're seeing in our own country. Right, it really is. Yes, Lacey? Seen by us that crosses every path between God's patience and His wrath. Uh, stand up, honey, and say it again a little louder. Everybody, listen to this. This is a profound little statement. There is a line unseen by us that crosses every path. The line between God's patience and His wrath. Wow. Mercy, mercy, mercy. What an incredible statement. We need to pray for our nation and vote in November. <laughs> Anything else tonight you want to add or on this tonight? Yes, uh, Bill? You can vote early. And by the way, Linda was not here tonight because she had to stay home to make some money for us. She had to do what? Say again. Make some money. She was doing payrolls. Okay. <laughs> okay. There was another hand over here. I saw someone else saying that. Yes, morning. Doc? A while ago when we were talking about the means, is that Iran... It would be today, basically Iran or Iraq. I'd have to get a map and overlay, but uh, Iran and Iraq uh, are the two greatest today, the greatest nations that cover that whole Middle Eastern area, and that that would encompass uh, Babylon, would encompass Assyria, Medes, the Medes, the Medes, the Medes people, and so forth. But uh, they're the biggest chunk, if you will. Were they all one? Yes, they were. Yes, at one time they were one, one nation. It was divided after World War One into into Iran and Iraq after World War One. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh, Ron. Yeah, I was just going to comment that uh, uh, Iran is the uh, I believe the only nation today that still speaks uh, Persian. Right. Yes. So it comes from the Medes and the Persians. You know, yes. Right. Yes. And for some reason, they have always had an affinity to our Russia as an affinity to them. I can't figure it out. But Russia has always uh, uh, been very supportive of Iran. 
And that's kind of interesting. Where, where will that go at some day, some point? Russia's love of Iran. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's close in prayer. Father, we ask your blessing on our study tonight. These reminders of the fact that you control history and little Israel was torn and tossed back and forth. And they were urged to trust you and to hang on to you, and yet they didn't do it. It's a reminder to any nation that walks away and rebels against you. And Lord, turn this people back to you. There's no other hope apart from that. Please bless us our study tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.